Hello, hello, welcome back to episode 267 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. Uh, how is it this time, guys? Is there any sort of echo or anything like that? Uh, let me get a let me get a confirmation that the audio is good from the chat. But we're back. We're okay. Everything sounds good. We're good to go. I got confirmation from Michelle over there, so we're all right. Um, Grizz, we are back with a very special movie. Uh, a very like a movie that I'm surprised I never watched. I actually bought it um, not that long ago just because I got it at a good price. Apparently, we couldn't hear you for a second, but uh, now you are okay. I think everything is rectified. Um, but we are back. Exactly. We are ready. And uh, let's hit that intro before anything else goes wrong. <laughs> leader camp yeah so i have never seen this movie up until this week watching it for the show i am absolutely blown away that i missed out on this so what do you think of the name cheerleader camp compared to the other title they had for it um what was it uh, bloody pom-poms i think it was i think there is like a it's a foreign release under that name i nah, think that cheer, name cheer, cheerleader camp is the best name for it Perfect. uh i have the prism release here there it is there it is uh worth worth it worth it for what i what paid at least yeah this is i love that cover dude. This that's has, what originally sold me on it awesome artwork hard, kind of hard to get in focus with my fucking camera here but um, you know, there was like that time period in like the uh the 80s where a lot of it was, it was very common especially i think around like a lot of like horror school movies where like the cover would have like a cheerleader or something like that with like a skull face yeah because isn't like return to horror high yeah isn't that like a very similar cover also yeah. like a cheerleader with a skull face yeah that was like a thing for a while i mean uh, kiryu gore said admit Kiryu Gore says, admittedly, I've never seen it myself, but was always on my radar, just never got around to it. That's how I felt about it, too. I remember Grizz talking about this movie like years ago. It's like, no, this is like the best. Sure, yeah. This is the best prism release. Like, this is 100% the best prism release. And I was always like, oh, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. Because I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of fucking murder lust. Listen, murder lust rage. is like let's be real probably the best one but this is, this yeah, is well, in a different vein yeah that's is good that's true we also have um fiend was a, a prism release club life is a prism release there's there's a lot of good ones out there but i do have to say 
this one is at the top of the uh, the prism. Well, not the very top, but it you know, it's it's at the, the top. Prism pyramid. It's not the, the yeah, uh, it's not the capstone, but uh, it's up there. Uh, but I Cheerleader like Camp from 1988. I feel like this movie. I don't know. It feels like it's from like 1983 or like 1984, like early 80s. It has that weird thing that the Friday the 13th uh, movies have where they kind of like appear to be like not exactly at the time that they were shot. They never like quite look the year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. This does this. This looks early 80s. Like I think you were saying. Yeah. Compared to 88. Yeah. And uh, this isn't like a I mean, it's low budget ish. But it's not exactly like a low budget film, like the stuff that we usually watch where it's made on like $5,000. This is like a legit, like, you, you know, tell them the backstory, you know, a little bit at least of it. A lone wolf, EK. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, to me, this it very much is in vain of like a sleepaway camp where it's like, yeah, sleepaway camp isn't a, a big budgeted movie or anything like that. It was still considered a, a lower budget budget film it was an indie film i guess you would say at the time uh but this one here is uh is i think th- it looks so similar like it has the same feeling of like the same uh the, the same way it's um it i mean maybe because it's just at a camp i just kind of feel <laughs> that way but like even like the time period and everything it just feels very similar and the same amount of like production was put into both of these kind of films um this director though i think is pretty funny this dude like uh, this is his like one horror film. He did like a couple kids movies. He did this horror film, and then he's done nothing but like Cinemax, like low budget, like adult films for the Damn. rest of his career. And like it, it knowing that it kind of makes a little bit of sense because watching this movie is like it, to me, it's like watching a, a classic, uh, you know, camp summer camp horror movie. There's plenty of them to choose from. It, it fits that vein, but it's also like watching fucking Porky's. Yes, it has like the yeah. same sensibility. It's a raunchy, like I I love those fucking movies from the eighties. I know they're not like you know they're out of style or yeah. vogue or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for but me, I mean, I grew up fun. on it. That shit, this kind of comedy just hits home, dude. Yeah, to me, like this movie, like you said, it's like a Porky's meets Sleepaway Camp, but also it like all to me, it has like a burning feeling to it and also like the way like the relationships uh, are between like the you know the campers quote unquote they're they're they look like they're like 25 but uh right. just like the way that they have like the love triangles and all that shit um this movie like has it all it's not as it's not as gory as something like the burning um it's on par with sleepaway camp i would say like right. what you see you know, there's kills and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not going to say this is a hard R, you know, it's not really. No, no, no. But at the same time, like the movie's so good that I don't miss any of that. You know, like the story itself keeps me guessing and like, it just keeps me on my toes. And like you said, all of like the actual, like, um, side character interactions and like the side stories that are happening are all like very realistic there. It's yeah, it's very tongue in cheek. It's a lot of fun. There's great gags throughout the whole movie. We're going to show some of them. And like the, the immediate character development is just great because I kind of like not, I, I'm really invested in like these main cheerleader group of people that go, there's like this one group that's kind of like the focal point of the movie. Yeah. They're going to this cheerleader camp 
they got to win like all these fucking things and stuff like that and like it's like a ragtag group of fucking people you know and then yeah. fucking leaf garrett that cocaine cowboy is fucking self is in there <laughs> fucking, in a mascot costume <laughs> oh my god dude seeing his ass is hilarious uh but i mean i i really genuinely like all those ragtag fucking yeah. cheerleaders that are in that group they, they all kind of like fit really well with the roles they're placed in this movie i have a question for you do you prefer like the sleepaway camp slash cheerleader camp type like slasher at a you know camp slasher or do you prefer like the friday the 13th camp blood um the burning where there's like a singular almost supernatural or supernatural force like killing oh, people man. it's so tough there's so much to like there's so much to love about the classic you know friday the 13th setup the uh especially because the kills in those movies are typically like over the top that's where like the special effects is at its finest it's what you're I going think, for in those yeah. movies um which i i genuinely love but then i i get something like this where the story and uh the fucking plot twist at the end just completely blow my fucking wig back and i'm like <laughs> this, is a, this is a totally different kind of awesome so it's like i feel like i it'd be hard for me to choose just one because they both have such a unique watchability to them yeah i actually uh i actually was fooled in this movie they got me i was telling you before yeah, we went on first time uh, i was fucking fooled as well dude. yeah it, it, it's actually uh yeah i'd say it's on par with sleepaway camp i didn't see it coming that's good good on them i'm not as shocking as sleepaway camp of a reveal yeah but no, it's no, still no, no. like it, it's that level of like this is really out of left field didn't see this yeah. one coming so you want to give them a little synopsis of cheerleader camp yeah, i have a so hard like time saying, saying that we have a, a a cheerleading camp in the summer here it's a summer camp and uh a ragtag group of cheerleaders is there to win the big competition but all of the other competitors slowly start disappearing, revolving around one girl's crazy nightmares. So uh, it's cool, man. I really, I like the whole nightmare aspect because we, we the movie kind of starts off with our main character. What the hell is her name? Joni or something like that, right? Joni. Allison. Allison. <laughs> no, <I was> <laughs> yeah, it's Allison, uh, and she's like, uh, you know we kind of get the idea that she's crazy in a way or that something's going on. She's having like a mental break. She's having these nightmares and shit like that. Um, and the nightmares progressively get like weirder throughout the film, which is kind of a fun thing. Um, but I, I kind of like this setup of being like, all right, we already know who the crazy one is. So it's already giving yeah. you like a suspect right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig that. I, uh, I like that. Uh, like the tagline or whatever is give me a K give me an i give me an l give me an l so that's a, yeah competition there's was so murder many, at sleep so many yeah, good fucking cheerleader like, camp there's so many good like cheerleading pun things that happen with this kind of movie you know it, it's, it's a great great gag for that kind of stuff and i love how like uh the the one of the opening scenes that we get i, I didn't know if i could like i didn't want to show it on here because it's not it's technically it's nudity but it's just fucking hilarious Cause this, uh, the bigger fat dude in the group who like, is just a big fun guy, you know, <laughs> he's like pulling into the fucking camp and he's like, all right, honk the horn. And he pulls his butt out and he gives him the old classic moon out the window as he's driving through the campground. I'm just like, dude, that's, that's fucking. Yeah. Classic. He also lays like a huge <laughs> fart. 
in the 80s right like that was such a bigger thing in the 80s was mooning people yeah yeah well it, like night of the demons the dude fucking is mooning them and stuff but this guy yeah, like yeah. lays a huge fart in the woman's face as she's like standing there doing roll call like that was pretty fucking that was good shit, dude. That was pretty fucking gross, man. Um, but there's always like that one character like that, like the dumpy guy, right? Like in the 80s slasher, there's always like the dumpy party animal guy. And this guy, yeah, fucking... either, it, this guy either goes one of two ways in these movies, dude. He's either the, the party animal or he's like sad sack, pity me, I'm a fucking loser, you know, kind of personality. It, it's one or the other. Like the uh in part three of Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. That fucking kid. Shelly. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> the opposite of what this guy is, you know, in every way. This guy's pretty likable for the character, right? Exactly. Like I usually like this yeah. guy. I fucking hate Shelly. <laughs> yeah. Usually like you do not like them, but for whatever reason, like this guy doesn't do it in a bad way. No, it I mean this is the eighties, so he does some pretty like borderline assault oh he would, he would be going to jail he would be going to jail he's a he's but he's a likable guy you gotta but he's a likable he's guy like, yeah he's jolly <laughs> I, I, I like when uh they're in the cabin him and leaf garrett and they have the like he has like the, the video he's like i'm gonna do some uh, investigating or something on the dude, the whole like this is just gives you a perfect example of like the porkies-esque dialogue that you're gonna get in the movie no girl shuts me down like that dog me Look at those shorts. Babe, talking about you. <laughs> what about guy. you and that blonde? Look at that rug. I have that rug. You know, today, you just got to learn to express yourself a little more. You're just too shy. Hey, how about I do some research on the ladies? <laughs> like I said, uh, just too shy. <laughs> That's how Todd Sheets got to start, right? Yeah, research <laughs> on the ladies. A, a cheerleader cute. camp. <laughs> But like you do, like this guy continue like they're swimming. He's like swimming under the water and like pinching butts and stuff like that. He's like he just continues to be like the major creep of the entire movie. He like dresses like a woman at one oh point to try to like infiltrate <laughs> the female group while they're at like the swimming hole. Yeah, he's like an old bitty, like in a fucking like Sunday dress, dude. Dude, and he's not even. There's great things in this movie. He's like not that. even the dirtiest one in the movie. Oh no! I mean, dude, the whole cast is like completely. It, it's it really is a great cast of people. But this movie sets up a ton of red herrings as well. Like it really because like like all these sleepaway camp movies and stuff like that. You get like there's always like oh there's a creepy fucking maintenance guy. Or, there's like yeah, a caregiver of some sort or whatever. Or a creepy cook. This movie's got both of them. A creepy cook and a creepy caregiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's fucking creepy. It's so good. And I, I, what I love is like even okay, even the fucking sheriff is fucking creepy. Yeah, he's supposed to be the law. And what's he doing? <laughs> he's creeping, bro. Creeping, bro. This is the, these two this, guys together. This is a hilarious. great clip because it's like the the pot calling the kettle black, right? Totally is. So the sheriff's like got his fucking binoculars out spying on the girls. <laughs> a lot of dirty. <laughs> Who the hell let you out of your cage? I'm but gonna say like that's gone. Yeah, like he's mysterious. 
Really? He just like ran away. Like he's all drunk. Imagine that in real life. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) you see him, his pants are falling. (laughs) Ducks into a ditch somewhere. Yeah. 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 But, but that's like a really, to me, that was a funny ass fucking line. Like, ah, line of duty, more like fucking line of dirty. Um, Oh, but it sets uh, up this like, oh, this dude's fucking weird. He's he can, well, how is he able to vanish so quickly without detection and shit? So immediately, even before like I that scene, I already had like my my nose up at this dude. I'm already thinking this guy's obviously he's creepy, but is he like obviously creepy? Where it's like they want you to fucking go in this direction, which I think is a little bit of the case for this character. I was like, it can't be that guy, right? So apparently. Uh, they can't hear the clips right now. Um, so <laughs> we're just having a fucking great night here. Uh, uh, let's see here if I could. Uh, l- let's talk about a, what, what, what's another clip that you uh, want to talk about? And I'll let it roll and we'll try to get the, uh, the audio going. Um, because uh, this, is, this has been quite the, uh, the evening for us. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> Let's 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 give him a little bit of an example of like the dreams that our our main character Allison is having. She's having these like weird fucking dreams that revolve around like uh, they're just trippy as hell. They got like mascots in them and stuff like that. I I kind of dig these scenes. All right, so why don't you describe what's going on for the people, and I will fix the uh, the audio issue. All right. So basically, this is like a dream sequence here. And she's seeing her man that she likes, Leaf, looking up with somebody else. And everyone's cheering him on in these fucking nightmarish mascots. These are like straight out of the fucking elephant. So apparently the clips are just quiet. Um... So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Awesome. All right. All right. So the clips are playing fine. All right. So EK scaring us. Maybe that was just a, I don't know what the hell happened there, but, um, so throughout this whole, mo- so throughout this, <laughs> yeah, Chris is, Chris is too fucked up for this too. Also right now. Um, so, uh, uh, that kind of sets up the movie. Like there's going to be all these dream sequences where this girl's seeing all this fucked up shit. She's seeing people getting killed. It's kind of making her doubt her sanity, but we find out later on in the movie that not everything is as it seems, but do they ever really explain why she kind of has these like premonitions? See, that's the only thing that I don't think is like fully like, you know, explored because like the movie starts right off with one of these dreams where she's like in a stadium and like it's all weird and shit like that and she like drowns in pom-poms um so i don't know like it's they don't really tell you much of the backstory of allison of like where her psychosis comes from but you know we see her taking medication and shit like that you know there's so we know something is going on but i do i would be a little bit more interested as to like what led up to this yeah but as we know i mean this is ultimately used against her in a, in a pretty wild way yeah which is like you know at what point did this start that's what i want to know oh okay dude bookmark that and let's talk about that after the reveal of yeah. the ending i think that's a cool fucking road we could go down 
But yes. in, in the meantime, you know, like I said, that dream sequence that we just saw is basically like her having these because she's in the leaf, Garrett. Like that's her fucking dude, you know. Um, and and he's like being weird the whole trip because all these ladies are around. You know, the dog's on the hunt now. He's not like interested in what he's got at home. So he's out there and you know, kind of ignoring her, and he's like putting the lotion on the skin of this other chick at the beach. <laughs> Shit's getting weird, right? And she's not having it. So like all this jealousy starts building up, and then all of a sudden the people that you start seeing her like being ultimately jealous of and stuff start having like accidental suicides and stuff like that. Like we start getting these scenes. That's and, like, like how it kicks off is with us. Yeah, suicide. that is. Yeah, the, 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 the question mark, question mark, death of this girl is really the first dead body we get at camp. And it really does make you wonder, like, okay, like, because this girl was supposed to be, like, number one girl to get the queen position and stuff like that, which Elson also wants to be cheer queen. See, there's already some fucking button yeah, heads yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You can't have two. So automatically, you're like, all right, Allison's got motive for this one to show up dead. But this is a cool. I like the, the body display of this uh, this scene. Yeah. Uh, did did we did we actually get that one on here? I don't know if we did. I yeah. Right. Or did right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me bring that up. Here is. Uh, this is pretty much what I, I starts. I named it an offensive thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what kicks off everything. <laughs> pretty fucked up. A pretty fucked up scene to like walk into. Both Ritz wide open. And like, this is how you also like see that like this movie's gonna be like probably not as like tame as you think. It's up, I mean, this is probably almost 20 minutes in the movie. Matter yet. Oh, and then you get this guy who's at, oh, he's at the scene. What you know, creep. there's that guy again. What a creep. What a creep. Like I said, this is about 20 minutes into the movie, and it is it is pretty tame to this point. There's a lot of buildup. There's a lot of fun that happens and stuff, um, which is good because it does really invest me in those characters, like I said. Um, but at this point, you're like, okay, now the movie is taking a shift. You know, things are happening and stuff. Um, just uh, a while. But at the same time, it's like, okay, because that's Allison there, like, finding the body. So I'm thinking, oh, is she, like, is she, like, killing these people in her in a dream state like yeah she, yeah yeah like in some sort of psychosis and like right kind of like remember because she's obviously shocked when she finds the body yeah i i really do like that setup i mean at first like you don't really think it's her you know what i mean like at first it, it isn't it doesn't appear to be her it seems too obvious yeah but then as it goes along you're like huh and but then there's other people that come along and you're also like huh but we like we said, it all kicks off there, and we do get some pretty good kills. Um, we do have one that's very reminiscent of the burning. Uh, I guess it now is. at this point, you do have to have um, a kill in your camp film with uh, what's it called? Garden shears. Yeah, it's a must. So this is the chick that was getting it on with Leaf at the pond. Not gonna <laughs> happen. <laughs> Here it comes. The garden shear showing up behind her head. Oh, right through the back of her head and out her mouth. It's a pretty Crazy. gruesome sight. Good. Right? Like, that's a pretty fucking gruesome sight. Jesus. All right. 
so now I have to I have to set this this up for everybody because this is an important layer of the story, and the way that this movie plays into this character is genius in my opinion. So Allison is obviously having a hard time with her psychosis. Um, everybody at camp is kind of treating her fucking weird and shit, and she's in this bunk by herself, and she ends up bunking with fucking Corey Corey Foster, who is the mascot. For their cheer squad and everybody shits on these fucking mascots they're treated like fucking you know like like dog shit because they're not cheerleaders and stuff like that and the the way that like they showed this Corey character interacting with allison they become really good friends and like uh, the it the looks like they truly give a shit about each other right and like you kind of see like just the way that they're just like so demeaning to her everybody else is because she's a mascot and she's like doesn't want to be a mascot she's like rejecting putting the head on and shit like that and she gets all these like hard times for it and like this character is like so crucial to the story where it's like i never saw like this interaction being anything more than just this like friendship kind of side thing going on i thought that like i, I the whole time honestly i'm waiting for Corey's death yeah it, and it never it comes something that out it never comes. Yeah, so it's that's, an interesting fact. And uh, <laughs> and it's funny because like they also have fucking Brent, who like is Allison's boyfriend. Like they are Correct. boyfriend and girlfriend. Like and I like, said, he is he's like see, legitimately well as up with chicks. <laughs> well, like as the movie goes on and the kills start like starting to pile up, he starts becoming kind of more distant and like weird towards her. You know what I mean? So like all of a sudden you're you're like the fucks up with this guy. You know what See, I mean? And, and when we talked, you said that in your first watch here, you thought Brett was was the killer mm -hmm. as time went on through the movie. This is who you think is 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 the the culprit of all this. And what I got from his interaction with her, becoming a little weirder and stuff like that, was like because he knows she's having a hard time with these dreams and shit. I'm thinking he's starting to suspect her. Of that, killing these people, and he's like, I gotta fucking distance myself because I could be, I could be next, you know. And yeah. It's, um, but you know, inside of all this mayhem and stuff like that, we still have some really fun things that happen. Yeah, of like, course. There's, there's this like head cheerleader, like counselor lady who's like a she's, bitch. She's like the like the GM of the fucking camp. Like she's yeah, running. And she's a total bitch, and she's mean to the mascots and stuff. And everyone just kind of like hates her behind her back. But like she gets in trouble for having this suicide girl put in a cooler in the fucking kitchen because they didn't yeah, want to tell anybody. Yeah, instead of reporting it, they just put it in the fucking. And they're like, the cook is like, what are you going to do? Want me to cook it up for stew or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such yeah. a good line. Uh, but like the sheriff comes and he's like, what the fuck are we doing with the body? And he's all pissed off. But she finds a little way to to smooth that transaction over in her office and uh, our homie with the camera catches it on tape and the way we figure that whole thing out is one of the funniest fucking scenes in the movie to me dude so she's gonna show the cheer or whatever for the week and instead we get amateur pornography <laughs> The sheriff and her are going to town. As you can see, too, like everything is blocked. 
There is no, there's no nudity here. There is nudity yeah, no in the nudity. movie at one point, but it is, it is not here. Not here. Good to cheer out. Yeah, they're they're showing the the sheriff. Feel the spirit. Feel the spirit. That's yeah, the yeah, the yeah. They're showing the sheriff and uh, what's her name? Miss Tipton. Uh, going yeah, to town on each other. Too. Yeah. Uh, pretty uh, pretty raunchy shit. Probably would also get the cops called on you at that point. Um, yeah, you'd probably do time. Bit, yeah. You'd probably do time for that one. Yeah, dude. Right? Like, especially if everybody's then, supposed like, to be it to a group of people. Of underage people. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's such a fucked up Problematic. <laughs> you know what? Where's my garbage oh, can? I'm throwing this movie yeah. out. Um, unbelievable, though. Unbelievable shit. That's the type. But like you said, it's like Porky's type humor. Just like dirty humor. Um, nobody is like overly offended by anything in the movie like even miss tipton is like she gets over it pretty fucking quick right like yeah, not really it's a big all deal. tongue-in-cheek like i was saying it's it's pretty much on the go let's make fun of situations and stuff like that um i love when so the the girl with the fucking uh the garden shear face right she's missing and they're like fuck we gotta find our friend so the one girl goes out to try to find oh her yeah finds the body this this fucking part is so good i i this is one of my favorite scenes for sure um tell them what you have the clip named as <laughs> oh yeah mouth bugs mouth bugs <laughs> <laughs> just for our, our listeners at home <laughs> i try to have fun with it do you think this this shot day for night, or you think this was shot at night? Oh man, it's tough. It looks it looks good if it's day for night. Look at that! The garden shears through her mouth, and there's like worms and stuff coming out. <laughs> Is that a worm? Right? Those are worms. That looks like worms. I don't think that's. There's definitely bugs. Yeah, there's definitely bugs in that mouth. Imagine finding that like somebody like. Like, yeah, like, sometimes you find, like, fucked up shit. You'll find a relative or whatever. It's fucked up. Imagine finding, like, your friend at camp that was, like, brutally murdered with, like, garden shears like that. Like, and it's 1988, so, like, you've seen, like... Friday the Thirteenth one through You're fucking immediately thinking six. That. Yeah, it's immediately what you think. Yeah, like I would, I would fucking have a nervous breakdown. That would be it. I'd be like, I'm out. Everybody kind of just like stays put though for a while, right? Like nobody actually decides to like get the fuck out immediately, which is kind of yeah. strange. Oh, it, what what I love though is that once once fucking Brett finds out that that a person has died, he goes to the party. And he fucking makes the announcement. The uh, like everybody, oh. don't panic. Oh, dude, the, with fucking EK from Laser Graves, fucking high school band. Man, yeah, dude, he was on stage getting fucking jiggy but, with it. But I love this shit, man, because you know what happens when you say "don't panic." It's like the fucking it's Muppets. It's so classic. Everybody panic. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. There's EK. There's EK. <laughs> He's uh, got like a leather studded jacket on. Look at that hair. One of our girls has been murdered, all right? Let's just get out of here alive. Don't panic. <laughs> yeah, everybody just stampedes out. It's like, where are you going? <laughs> My favorite is the cook, though. He's got his dishes. Yeah, he's, he's, like, like, oh, he's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I love when he grabs the dishes. It's, it's so funny. That's so fucking good, man. That That is like just such great 
I guess, like a complimentary scene to some of like the gruesome shit that you end up seeing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that person getting murdered with the fucking garden shears. Uh, you got that suicide. Ooh, I don't even know if we could even say that on on. Uh, I here. have been the whole episode. I don't. Oh know, yeah. So. I, anyway, yeah. Well, she, she, <laughs> you see the fucking girl kill herself in the fucking bed. Um, I don't think that's any better. But. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I don't, at this point, who cares? Um, but we also have a really good scene that you like. Kind of, it sparked something in my brain when you said it. Uh, we have like a shot on video inception kill yeah. in this movie when our boy dies i was so sad to see him go yeah so uh our our clown or whatever the hell you want to call him uh he eventually gets his and the killer videotapes it because he's been carrying around this camera this this whole time um but this is probably um would you would you say that this is probably the most like gruesome thing in the movie yeah, for sure. Best kill. I hear something stirring. They find his camera, and this is the footage of it. Yeah. <laughs> what a creep. <laughs> He's pulling out his junk. And instead, he gets an axe to the stomach, and all his guts come out. It's <laughs> a lot of guts, dude. Yeah. This is pretty cool. How it's like. Uh, I love that shot. Yeah, how like it's kind of got like a bluish tint, like Madman has that look to it. It makes everything look super. Like that looks day for night. Like yeah. those shots. Probably did. I don't know. I feel like they did that a lot back then. But like you do get kills like that in this movie. It's not all just, you know, seeing the aftermath or whatever. Like that, you see the dude, like his guts pouring out of his stomach as his hand is holding on to his, uh, his, his goo machine. You know, I actually lied a little. His goo machine. I, I actually lied a little bit because I said that was probably the best death in the movie, and I I take that back because in the midst of all this mayhem, uh, the sheriff is informed and he has to come down and try to save. Oh the day. yeah, fuck yeah, man! You're right. You're right. And you know our our fucking our trio at this point now. We're just down to Allison. We're down to Corey, and we're down to Brett. Everybody else is smoked. And, you know, they, they think that the fucking killer is this fucking, uh, the mechanic dude, the creep that's been, you know, going around camp, the maintenance guy, typical. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, they set up a booby trap, fucking Home Alone style with a bear trap to catch this motherfucker. But unfortunately, man, they catch the wrong guy. So they're all waiting for the person to walk through the door, uh, hoping that it's the killer. The booby trap has been tripped. Somebody has a fucking bear trap in their face right now, screaming blood everywhere. Gotcha, you bastard! <laughs> nope. Now you're a murderer. It's the sheriff. You think of the score in this movie. It's so funny because they're like, what'd you do? And he just like runs out of the room. Yeah, they like, like, murdered somebody. What do, you, what do you think of the score in this movie? I feel like there's a lot I, of good. Uh, there's a lot of stabs. like. It, there, well, like there's like very odd music. Like whenever they have a radio on or they're doing the dances. And for whatever reason, it's like very. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like it. It's weird. 
It's almost it's like its Casio. Key, it's like Casio keyboardy type shit. But uh, like the actual like you know soundtrack for like all the kill stuff is very classic like '80s slasher. Yeah, it sounds like Harry you know, Manfredini did it. Yeah, hundred percent. Which I appreciate. It kind of like adds to that that I'd nostalgia rather, of these kind of movies. I'd rather the the Rick Wakeman burning type thing, but you know I could deal with the Manfredini. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so <But> like <laughs> you're such a nerd dude it's so funny um, <laughs> what? Who, who knows these days it's <laughs> actually ek was like yeah i agree it's 100 percent right. yeah mm, i so, concur <laughs> as he's drinking his ipa uh in his rock yard um, uh we're at a point now like i said we have just these three amigos left and i'm thinking man uh, is Allison really fucking killing all these people? Like, and they're just whittling it down now. I mean, she's friends with Corey because of this like weird fucking connection they built. This is supposedly supposed to be her boyfriend. Um, and then like the the scene that you said took you away from thinking. Obviously, yeah. it has to take you away. Yeah. Um, but this is this is this is the conclusion of Brent, which is I think is a pretty wild scene. Oh wait! Oh 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 oh. I don't think that was it, was it? The uh, shooting. Oh, here he is. So it's uh, Corey and Al Allison. Corey and Allison. The gun. They got a six shooter. They know Brent. What she's got to do? Yeah, they know Brent's over there. He's talking her up. Like you got to kill Brent. Oh, bless him. Oh, now, there's a dead body. Yeah, there's oh. a dead body in the phone booth that he's, like, looking at, like, what the fuck? And uh, Corey just fucking demands her to shoot. And uh, that's it, man. Brent's and, gone. And, and oddly enough, who was it that told Brad, or Brad to go out and look at that dead body? She said, oh, this person's missing. Go see if you can find her. So he goes out looking for her. And all of a sudden, Corey's telling Allison, "No, Brent. Brent's trying he's, to fucking hurt one. you. Yeah. Like you got, we, we got to kill. Here's the gun. You got to fucking go shoot him. And like she is like fucking psyching her up, up to that point. And it's I'm just like, yo, hold the fuck. Up. That's it. That's what it. What is up with fucking Corey? Corey is the killer, the mascot, the wannabe cheerleader. Uh, <sighs> she she so, did it." Yeah, that was awesome. She orchestrated the whole thing. What a downer ending. Do you think that Corey killed anybody? Or do you think she was Just Brent. using... Just Brent. So, no, oh, wait, okay, no. So... Oh, Corey. Corey killed everybody. Yes. I think she did. You think... Yeah. So you don't think that she was, like, using... No. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't think she was using her as, like, a vessel to kill... Um, because she was like taking advantage of her psychosis or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I think um, the whole. I think it's Corey doing the killing because as the movie ends, we find out that Corey is blaming Allison. Everything. Uh, Everything yeah, for the killings uh, because they have like the gun and everything from her shooting Brent and Corey said that like, oh, the she also killed everybody. Know. Yeah. And uh, I think it wouldn't be as good of an ending if it was Allison who did the killing. You know what I mean? It has to be Corey who gets away with it. And we do get this awesome, like, 
Um, it's almost like a, almost like a like a dream sequence, right? It reminds me of the Burbs a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, at, at the, the end, uh, this is like one uh, once Allison is getting like fucking locked up in the in the ambulance to be taken to the fucking loony bin or whatever. Uh, we get this. Who told you I killed everyone? Oh, there's Corey wearing the cheerleader costume. No longer a mascot, baby. She's the cheerleader she wanted to be. Yep. They're shooting Allison up with like the uh, like a sedative or something. Uh, it keeps going back and forth. Corey. What an awesome ending. What an awesome ending. This movie is 100% worth watching. Like, no doubt in my mind, like, if you're into 80s slashers, like, you know, Friday the 13th, Sleepaway Camp, The Burning, Madman, whatever. This fits right in. I'm not going to lie. This was was fucking, this was awesome. This was one of those movies where I would say, go buy the tape as long as you're not paying, like, 150 bucks for it. Like, go grab it. And Honestly, as good as it is on the first watch, I enjoy it equally as much on my second watch after I know who the killer is because I you go back and look. In, yeah, I focus in so much more on that relationship they build between Corey and Allison and the different treatment that fucking Corey gets throughout the whole thing and where she's at at different times. And it's like. It's a totally different watch the second time from that perspective. Yeah. Uh, on my third watch, I finally understood everything. And I was like, wow, I am. Uh, I'm so glad that this uh, that that I purchased this. Usually you end up buying something like blindly and it sucks. But sometimes you get lucky. Yeah, this was, this uh, Viano uh, Viano Films is the tape pricey. Uh, yeah, it's pretty I mean, pricey now. Historically, though, it's been a, a pricier tape. It's, it's it's been one of the more expensive prison tapes. I mean, it's more than a. Let me put it years. like this: it's more than a murder lust and less than a blood rage. How about that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, like in the middle true. of those. In the middle right of those. In the middle too. of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could you could find it on YouTube. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's yeah. on there. Uh, is there a Blu-ray of this? Do you know if they ever put out a Blu-ray? I don't know. I know obviously there's a fucking DVD, but I imagine there's got to be a Blu-ray at this point. Something uh, this killer. Let's see. Um, blah, 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 blah. Nope, just a DVD and a VHS, I guess. Wow. Got to be coming down the pipeline, dude. Something like this has to be picked up. Yeah, shot on, 30, not to. Shot on 35 millimeter also. So like you could get a fucking awesome scan and everything. Um, it's lit well. There's nothing that, like, you could say, like, oh, it's too dark. You can't see shit. Like, everything looks great. Yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, would I say blind buy it at like a, at a three digit price? Maybe watch it first before just to make sure, yeah. you know, but it is a good movie. Um, it is one of the harder to find prism tapes. Uh, it looks cool. Great artwork. Looks like Saved by the Bell on the back, but you can't see yeah, it. Yeah. The artwork green. is really what, uh, was my initial selling point when I first found it. I was like, yeah, I got to... Because that's honestly one of the, the tapes that I remember seeing when I was younger at the video store that yeah, I never memorable. rented. Yeah. Because the, the, the cover was just so iconic. So, like, seeing it later in life, I was like, yeah, let me just fucking see what that's all about, actually. And I was 
fell in fucking love with it. So I honestly, uh, highly recommend it. Definitely good I, time of good time of year to watch it too. I honestly, uh, I couldn't tell you why I never watched this movie. I like had nothing against it. I like never heard anything bad. I just never maybe because it's it's not streaming anywhere. I would have yeah, had to like, like yeah, look the, it up. The name doesn't really like lead you to think it's gonna be some killer fucking horror movie or yeah. something cheerleader camp. You know? Yeah, I fucking love this thing, man. That was a That's that was great. a good that was a good choice. Good choice. But now it's time that we hit our uh, our weekly segment uh, i was gonna think of something else but i couldn't uh the wide world of metal grizz what are we gonna talk about this week all right we are gonna cover a single today that was just released from a band all the way from japan who have been active since 2010 the band is called uh hostile eyes um kind of a generic name i know for a band name or whatever but i think it doesn't oh, get justice to, it's, it's decent i mean to me it's a little a little new metal I think. Hey, but, nothing wrong with that. Um, I get it. Um, it's in your blood, but man. But the music Don't... itself is is fucking awesome. It's kind of got this uh crossover between just like death metal, brutal death metal and like hardcore music. Like part of this is like some of the riffs and some of like the the sections that they build are very reminiscent of just like, you know, traditional hardcore riffs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then the vocals are not like hardcore at all it's very uh good gutturals a little bit of like some uh some higher pitched you know kind of uh screaming and stuff like that but looking at the band and then you know <laughs> seeing uh seeing what comes out of them i'm like holy fuck that, is, that dude does not look like he should be fucking uh, singing those vocals hey man can't judge all. a book by its cover you i cannot, think not um, dude i fucking love this this is like my shit this is like the, the I, exact mix that i love you know, I, like I kind of had a feeling, like when I found it, I was like, you know what, this well, this kind of like speaks to me that this is something that Mike's going to be real dialed into. Well, this is like how all the slam was, like on like where I was from, like all those bands, like it was all you know hardcore influence and influence, all that shit. Yeah. Like every, you which know. makes sense from the area you were in too. Well, dude, like sure. you go like, even like hardcore heaven, even things. Well, like even when like bands like Dying Fetus would come, like they always played with hardcore bands. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. Like and uh, the crowd there. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. But let's uh let's play a little bit. Uh, it's called Incurable Disease. This is their new single. This is off the the music video they just released from the track. Um, the video like what just got me fucking hyped. I love fans that headbang. I don't give a fuck, bro. That shit always does. Kiryu Gore is definitely in this crowd somewhere. I'm looking 100%. for him. He's in there. I'm punching kids. Then, like, he goes into these sections, which are just, like, grinding death metal. Yeah. And there's, and a lot, there's parts that, like, borderline, like, some good grind chord. I'm like, dude. Yeah, this really pushes the envelope between like what's possible with genres and stuff. Yeah, that doesn't even show the like extent of like the death metal of that song. Like it, that, like the beginning of the song sounds completely different than that. Oh, 100%. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's that's like uh, yeah, two stepping. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. My man, my uh, man. I specifically took that part for you, dude. I knew you'd get into that. <laughs> uh, but like, like you were saying, the beginning of the song is just like a straight, brutal fucking death metal song. Guttural vocals, low pitched, fucking getting in it. Um, 
production is f- fucking awesome. I just I love finding these bands um, from different countries that are like doing the exact same thing. Um, not like same thing, but like in the same vein, same genre wise, because they always have their own flair and their own like unique perspective of looking at metal. And some of the coolest look at pharmacists and shit like that. Bands yeah. like that just blow so my fucking mind. People's dude. like, you know, their perspective on the of the genre or like what yeah. how they want to play it. You know what I mean? Like there's so many and different how ways to... traditionally taught instruments in their country is just different. You know, like yeah. you learn different scales and shit like that, depending on the region that you're from. Yeah, this 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 band is fucking awesome. This song is awesome. The video is fucking cool as hell. I love live videos where it's like actually like an yeah. awesome show. Like this looks like it was probably a lot of fun to fucking be at. Um, Grizz, where can they uh, where can they find this? Um, they do have some of their stuff. They haven't put out a full album since 2010. Surprisingly, um, wow, they've been they around that have, long. Damn. Yeah, but they do have like a, they put out a ton of singles, you know, all the time, every other year and shit like that. So. Um, you check them out on uh, uh, Spotify. This video is obviously on YouTube and stuff like that. So um, check out their Bandcamp. They got some other stuff up there you could check out, some cool merch. Um, but, dude, just a, a unique fucking band, something that I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. I, I definitely would see them live. This seems like it would be a good fucking live band, too. They they seem like they know what they're doing. But Grizz, um, next week, man, we got a very special oh. movie, something that you've been waiting to do. I <laughs> um, actually just so happened to get a copy, quote, you know, a copy of a copy of, uh, copy. Yeah, of this movie from my man Sutter Kane Rules. Um, Grizz, what are we watching next week? Dude, we are watching a 1990s, I can't remember, I think it's maybe a 95, 96, I'll, I'll get the, the exact 99. year next week. 99. 99? Well, oh my God. Well, that might be when the tape came out. I don't oh, know actually, they... so there's a there's a, a big backstory to this, that this movie was actually filmed in the early 90s and never got released until 99. I do remember this now that I'm, I'm talking to you about it. So when you watch it, you'll see this looks very video violence type of fucking uh, movie but the movie we are talking about is a movie called lunatic uh put out by video outlaw not another there's a lot of other you know if you look up lunatic horror movie there's lots of other stuff that comes up it's not that this is a tough one to find but once we show you some clips from this movie next week you will do your damnedest to find a copy this is shot on video brutality at its fucking finest Going, I can't wait for you to watch this. Going back to our I'm roots. I'm so fucking pumped. Going back yeah, to our I'm roots. So, I mean, it's it's our first show of September. It's the fall season. We're gonna we ramp up for Halloween. We kick it off, man. We yeah, got we got so much shit coming for Halloween stuff. You know, we're pretty much gonna have like a shot on video Halloween extravaganza yeah. this year. These next two months are gonna be uh, nuts to the fucking butts, dude. Because we're gonna put it in with tons of fucking low budget gore, and then we're following it up in November. With vampire another vampire month, month, dude, that I am so pumped on. You just showed me another vampire movie in your stack that uh, we didn't talk about yet, but I know we're going to be throwing that one in. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun, dude. Yeah, we're going to have a fucking great time. And you could see it every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash at Bad Taste Video Podcast. We have that link, though, in our uh well on our website www.badtastevideo.com where you can find everything like our patreon where we generally uh add something about once a week or so um we're gonna do something pretty good for terry funk 
uh, because we are both huge yeah. fans. Probably my favorite wrestler of all time. So uh, tough week hard. in wrestling for everybody. That's for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll probably talk about the Bray Wyatt thing also. So you know, we we do a mix of everything on Patreon. We talk about aliens. We talk about other movies. We talk about fucking this, that, music wrestling yeah that's where like all the extra <laughs> stuff goes uh but you could find that through our website uh we have a discord on there that we also want you to join so we could build the community a little bit so we could also start trading and all that shit in there then maybe we could get uh you know we'll get some sort of uh thing going some sort of you could go uh hopefully not get your shit fucking swindled because we will not be <laughs> yeah, responsible dude. i'm sorry but Good grizz Lord. where could they find you on the internet uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you could find me at Bad Taste Video. So like I said, we do this every Tuesday night live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Bad Taste Video Podcast. It's pretty fun. Uh, we do put it out as a podcast every Thursday. Uh, pretty much like 12.01 Thursday morning. Oh. That's some bitch go live. You can listen on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, and stuff like that. Everywhere. everywhere. You get, any shit's podcast, everywhere. You can find it. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I do the analytics shit, and I, I look, and, like, you know, you get so many listens from everywhere. And then, like, you start looking, like, how these people are, like, oh, how are they listening? What are they listening through? And you see, like, Spotify. You see, like, Apple Podcasts. You see this, Stitcher, this, that. And then, like, you see random shit, and it's like, <laughs> how am I up there? <laughs> where, what the fuck? Like, where the hell are you listening to that shit? Uh, great stream, as always. Homies, Viano Films. Man, this was quite the ball buster. Um, uh, thank you guys for putting up with the bullshit, as always. We, yeah. We're working through everything. Not everything goes as planned as, uh, you know, you guys know. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate you sticking through it. We got... We got here. We had a good time in the long run. Yeah, it's a learning experience. Awesome clips. I mean, the positive thing is I can actually fix our problems now where we yeah, used to have to just fly. say, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just play like that. I got to get one of those like standby things with like the Indian in the middle. Like, please stand by with like the fucking Muzak playing. Do, 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 do. And I could fix everything. That's a pretty good idea. Anybody I mean, uh, is, is super technical and wants to take on a producing role <laughs> he's gotta come to my house i wish man I, it must be so nice to just be able to like walk in and like sit down and like bed. somebody uh, else does everything for you like people don't know like we have to like get together like ahead of time kind of like Oh, like, what are we going to do? Like, what are the clips going to be? Like, what are the fi the final tally of clips? We load yeah, everything we have to in. Pull clips. We have to edit clips. We have to yeah. edit intros. We have to do all this other shit. Too. We do all this <laughs> shit. We put it all in the computer, all into the fucking program that I use to broadcast to fucking YouTube and all that stuff. And like every week, it's like we just cross our fingers. Like, I feel like everything's held everything together with, together. like, bubble gum and fucking shoelaces. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's so many layers of bullshit that can happen. So thank I feel you, like, guys. Yeah, I feel like we're on the cusp of doing this correctly. Um, the the true fix to this would be uh, Grizz moving to Pennsylvania, finally. I'm working on it. I'm working and, on uh, it. Yeah, we can, we can put the double cross studio to good use, finally. That would be... Uh, I'll yeah. build a... Dude, if you moved here, just I'll mark my words, everybody out there, everybody watching, everybody listening, I will build this room to look like however you want. 
so we could record every week. Like, bro, I'll make it look like the drive-in if you want. I'll make it look oh, like God, we're in no. a. We'll make it look. I'll make it look like we're in a fucking patio outside. If like, I moved there, I would like to like. I'd like to build a custom studio in a fucking shipping container. I would buy land that we could put a dope, legit studio on. Barrier. That way we can record music there at any time of the fucking day. That's the dream, dude. Ten That's feet, what I want. Ten feet underground below the frost line. Uh, oh, yeah. You can be. We can not only record there, but be safe from any nuclear sort of apocalypse. Nuclear, yeah, nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know how the streaming would go, though, from under there. Uh, we'd have to we'd have to run the line to the house i don't know but thank you everybody for coming thank you everybody in the chat for listening thank you everybody uh, as always for for listening at home uh, you could go back and watch um the live stream if you'd like to see what we were actually talking about when it comes to the clips um but thank you and we will see you next week with lunatic